so we're at we're at uh where we're yeah, chapter two in Proverbs, um, uh, uh, and we're starting at uh, verse one. Now watch this. Here we go. He says, uh, he says, my child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Verse two, tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. I'm going to read a little bit more before we stop. But he says, tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Then he says, cry out for insight and what? And ask for understanding. Okay. So I want to read that those verses again. It says, tune your ears to wisdom, concentrate on understanding. He says, cry out for insight. He says, what? And ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then he says, then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will get knowledge. Watch this. He says, for the Lord, what? Grants Again, the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure. Watch this of common sense to the honest. I want to stop right there because here's the thing we have to understand. It is so interesting that even in the first chapter and then we see it again early in the second chapter, Solomon's plea to go towards wisdom, to ask for wisdom, that God will give you wisdom. It goes right back to the fact that Solomon wasn't always a wise person. And we said this in the introduction that we saw it and we read it in Kings where he, where he was King. And he said, I'm young. I have no clue what I'm doing. God, please give me wisdom. And so he is saying, listen, I've got this wisdom and I'm dropping these jewels, but you can ask God for this wisdom too, that you can seek it out. That if you seek for it, you're going to find it. That if you act, doesn't, that sound like Jesus seeking you will find asking this shall be. And so he said, if you ask for it, God will give it to you. If you seek it out, you will, you're going to find it. Like, and, and so he is telling everyone like you, and, 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 and again, that's kind of a, that's a principle that we have here at impact that if you seek God for yourself, you don't need an intermediary that he will give it right to you. And so I was like, I'm going to give you the knowledge, but understand I got it from somewhere else. It's not, it's not as if I always had it. I got it from somewhere and you can get it directly from the source too. If you ask, if you search, if you pursue it, if you tune your ears to it, if you concentrate on understanding, he said, if you search for it the same way you would search for silver, it's so funny that he uses that and uses that material analogy that the same way you would search for the material thing, look for the, look for the wisdom. And it's so funny because now in church, we talk about if you would just seek the material thing and and, and have faith for the material thing. And if you would just plead for them and cry out for the material thing, he says, no, no, this, if you want wisdom, search for it the same way you search for that stuff is what he is, is what he says. Right. And then watch this. And he grants what a treasure of common sense to the honest. Have you ever been somebody who's so wise, but have absolutely no common sense. And let me just say this, that operating in faith and walking after and walking in faith does not does not exclude any measure of common sense, that it is God who gave us the ability to think and the ability to choose and the ability to, you know, listen, just because I have faith and, you know, I'm not going to operate in common sense. Like if that's the case, then then why every time the gas tank gets close to E, we go to the gas station because you have common sense and we operate in it. And God has given us that. And that is a gift from God. Now, anytime that reason 
you know, tells us to operate opposite of faith, that's when we choose faith over reason and faith over common sense. But when, but, but, but God has given us the ability to rest. Don't forget, he said, come let us reason together. He understood, he created our minds. He created the way that we think. And he's given us this. He's given what? A tr- grants treasure of common sense to the honest. Here's what I love right here. And y'all may want to write this stuff down. Uh, watch this. Verse seven, He uh, verse eight says, uh, it's in the middle of seven, says he is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Look, And so a shield does what? Blocks and defends, whether it's people who want to come after you whether it's this world that wants to come after you, whether it's the enemy that comes after you, you walk with integrity, God will act as a shield for you. Watch this, that no matter what they say, because you live with integrity, they can say what they want, but it, but watch this, but he shields you from anything they try, because you walk with integrity. He says he is a shield for those who walk with integrity. So I'm shielded, watch this, he says, he guards the path of the just. And so the path of the just is what? Guarded by the Lord. And so now we see what? We are shielded by the Lord because we walk with integrity. Now what? We are also what? Guarded by the Lord, but the path of the just. And then he says, and he what? And he protects those who are faithful to him. That verse says he is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just. Watch this. And protect those who are faithful to him. And so you may need to write that down on your impact statements or on your on your uh, index cards, or on your post-it notes, or, or just highlight those words in, in, in your body and say to yourself, I am shielded I am guarded and I am protected. Come on. I am shielded. I am guarded and I am protected. As a matter of fact, let's let's finish that sentence with something else. I am shielded. I am guarded and I am protected by the Lord because you can get simply safe. You can get any other kind of any other security system. You can do whatever you want to do. But when it is divine shielding and when it is a divine guard and when it's divine protection, that's what. So he says, what I am shielded. Say that every morning you you, you operate, you, you, you're walking in fear and you're afraid of something or you've got some sort of anxiety. I'm, listen, I'm not anti-medicine or therapy. I think people should go to therapy if you need it, you know, if you need it. And you don't even know if you need it unless you go and try it out. So I'm not I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, is that that in addition to those people that God has blessed, to be able to talk with you and help you through these things that you can also speak into the atmosphere and speak to yourself. And you can say, I am shielded, I am guarded, and I am protected by the Lord. Verse nine says, then you will understand what is right, just and fair, and you will go, what? And you will find the right way to go. So he says, you do all this, he says, what? He's a shield for those he guards, but he says, understand, cry out for the knowledge. God will give it. All this stuff, he says, and then when you do that, you will understand what is right, what is just, and what is fair. And then says what? And you will find the right way to go. And that you watch, and you will discover, it will be revealed to you. And as you pursue wisdom, and as you get wisdom, and as he grants you the treasure of common sense, that you will then what? Then you will find, then you, then you will find Rick, and Rick, Pastor Rick will then tell you the right, no, no, no. It says, and then you will find what? The right way to go. Watch this. It says, it says, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Listen, because he is speaking from experience that you will ask these things, you will seek it, that God will grant it to you and says what? And for for you, for wisdom at that point, what? Will enter 
into your heart because he had it enter into his heart. Listen, I'm telling you, sometimes we get, whether God has blessed us with a measure of knowledge or a skill in a certain area, and we act like we had it our whole lives, or we act like it's not a gift from God, and we start to get arrogant, and we start to get get puffed up and think that it is because of us, and that we're so good, and I'm so good, and I'm, and no, 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 that watch this, that wisdom has entered my heart. Because people come to me all the time and say, man, you was preaching on Sunday, Rick. Oh, man, what a great word. It's like, no, no, wisdom has entered my heart. Like, it's not for me. Listen, if you ever talk to me for any amount of time, I stutter when I talk. Listen to me on the radio. I fumble over words sometimes and I talk too fast. Like, it's not me. It is the Lord. And so when wisdom enters your heart, yeah, I'm not, I'm not smart. I'm breaking stuff down. It's the Holy Spirit. And so, and so we said, what? With, in the same way wisdom entered Solomon's heart, he is telling us that wisdom will enter your heart. Solomon's not trying to capitalize off, off his wisdom. So, Solomon's not sitting here trying to, trying to, trying to get rich off of his talents and off his wisdom, what the Lord gave him. He's saying, no, no, you can get this too. As a matter of fact, I'm going to write this book and and all the wisdom that I in my head, I'm just going to write down these things. I'm just going to put it down so you can read this too. And I'm telling you, uh, apply this to your life, but then also ask God for it. Um, Hopefully somebody's got a testimony to share about something that they asked God for, because I gave that assignment two weeks ago. I didn't bring it up last week, but we're going to get to it. Um, uh, uh, So so he says, wisdom will what? Wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will what? Fill you with joy. Watch this. Wise choices will watch over you. <laughs> Understanding will keep you safe. Sierra's not going to say nothing on this call. She's only going to talk about this stuff once we get off the call, and she's going to have so much to share. But one thing she shared last week, she was just saying, it is such a joy to read the Bible, that it is such a joy to sit down in a Bible study, just open up the book and let the words on the pages written by men who were inspired by God to write it, uh, to, to, to just to, 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 to fill us with this wisdom. He says that wise choices will watch over you, meaning that as wisdom filled my heart and I began to make wise choices that I am now watched, that I am watched over. Watch this. We're church. We love to use the word covering. I need you to cover me, pastor. Somebody, I need a covering in my life. I need a man to cover me. I need covering. Forget all that. He says what? He says wise choices. will. What if wisdom entered your heart and wisdom was covering you? And wise choices was covered. He says, wise choices will watch over you and watch this. Watch this, Jason. And then it says, Nisi says, and understanding will what? Keep you safe. Y'all better read the Bible. Look, Sister Gina was telling me, Brother Mike is in that Bible and be reading that Bible like nobody's business. I remember I remember coming over to my mother's house, man. I pull up, Charles would be sitting right outside on that porch with his cup of coffee and his Bible, reading the Bible. It says, wise choices will watch over you and understanding will keep you safe. Listen, so what he is saying is, ask the Lord for wisdom. Wisdom will enter your heart. And as you walk through life and apply that wisdom that God has given you, that's going to watch over you and that's going to keep you safe. The choices that I make, come on, because they are wise, they are keeping me safe. Verse 12 says, wisdom, watch this. Here we go. Almost like chapter one. I see you, Crystal. Crystal already read ahead. I saw her face. Watch this. Wisdom will save you from evil people. (laughs) <laughs> wisdom will save you i don't listen it almost sounds like i'm doing I'm, I'm doing a bullet point sermon on wisdom but i'm not i am reading the bible nlt version by the way if you guys want to want to read from the same version i'm reading verse 12 wisdom will save you from evil 
people. Don't forget in chapter one, he talked about don't go down the path of that way with those people. They run towards evil. That, that being wise, making these wise choices will save you from not just even the plots of evil people, but even being associated with those evil people. Watch this. From those whose words are twisted, these men turn from the right way to walk down dark paths. They take pleasure in doing wrong and they enjoy the twisted ways of evil. Their actions are crooked and their ways are wrong. Watch this. Wisdom will save you from the immoral woman. Now, again, remember, remember the times in which he is speaking. It is funny how a king with multiple wives and multiple concubines is talking about immoral women. You have to remember where women were placed in this, in this society. And so, and so as we read this, the, the, the wisdom is not only for, you know, be watchful for immoral women, women, but immoral men too. Okay. Cause again, this is why we read it and everything's in context. You know, this was a male dominated misogynistic society. The, listen, the fathers of the faith, the only few that are the ones that I read that I don't, I, and I got to read it over again. Um, and so maybe we can do, maybe we can do a project on this. The, the wives and concubines of the Bible. What we can, well, maybe what we can do is, cause I don't, I don't remember Noah. Although he had some issues, you know, get, you know, drinking and stuff in his doors, but you had Noah and, 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 and also, um, uh, Moses. Like, I don't remember reading anything about multiple wives and concubines with them. Um, uh, but throughout, throughout the Bible, Abraham, you know, and we revere Abraham, uh, you know, David. And we revere David, Solomon. They all had multiple wives and concubines, but it's interesting because now here he is talking about immoral woman, women. Yeah, but, you know, it's easy for you to say that about them, but, you know, you got hundreds. But anyway, so uh, uh, let's just keep reading. But when I say save you from the immoral woman, uh, you know, it's, it's not to downcast women. I'm just saying, remember the society that this was written in and the mindset, you know, back then. And so you can, you can, you, it will also save you from and wisdom. Will, listen, you get wisdom. It will also save you from immoral men, ladies. And so don't think that you're left out of here and like, well, I have wisdom, but it doesn't save me from, you know, it will. So wisdom will save you from the immoral woman, from the seductive words of the promiscuous woman. She has abandoned her husband and, for, and ignores the covenant she made before God. Entering her house leads to death. It is the road to the grave. <laughs> Entering her house leads to what? Death. And it is the road to the grave. The man who visits her is doomed. He will never reach the path of life. So follow the steps of the what? Good. And let me just say this other thing too, because here and I were talking about this. It's so funny because sometimes, you know, in church, we, people are preaching about, you know, in a women's conference, watch out for the spirit of Jezebel. It's so funny how they talk about that seductive spirit and all sort of kind of stuff with Jezebel. But like, again, the men would have, no one says preach against the spirit of the spirit of David or the spirit of, as a matter of fact, Fred Hammond has a whole album called the spirit of David and, you know, and then, or the spirit of Solomon. They had all these women and all the, and David, you know, slept with someone's wife and then had him killed and took her on as an extra wife. And so, you know, we don't say watch out for the spirit of David, you know, that lust thing. It's just funny the way we take these things and we, and we, and we keep pushing these, these, these male dominated misogynistic messages. Um, as opposed to looking at it for exactly, you know, uh, what it was. So anyway, uh, you know, um, let me move on to that because that makes people scared when I start doing stuff like that. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so, so, so verse 20, uh, uh, let's see. So follow the steps of the good, follow the steps of the good and stay on the paths of the righteous for only the godly will live in the land and those with integrity will remain in it but the wicked will be removed from the land. Watch this. And the treacherous will be uprooted. I'm glad that y'all see it that way. Um, let's move on to chapter three. We got time tonight. 
because Abbott Elementary don't even come on until nine o'clock. All right, here we go. Um, and then we have no commute because we're on Zoom. And so we're good to go. And then and the fact that we're on Zoom is nobody's going to sit around and talk for 35 minutes after church. Um, <laughs> and then we have to wait to close down and cut the lights off and lock everything up. We can just log off and we're good. Um, let's see. Verse uh, chapter three, verse one. <clears throat> my child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your hearts. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Again, you hear the plea about about taking this wisdom, Charmaine. You hear the plea and he does this all the time. Verse three, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. If there's anything this world needs now more than ever is kindness and it needs loyalty. Watch this. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Watch this. Then you will find favor with both God and people. He says what? That never let loyalty and kindness leave you. That if you tie them around your neck as a reminder, write them deep within your heart, you'll do what? You'll find favor with both God and people. It reminds me of a scripture. And it's funny because we talked about this with um, with Jesus saying, seek and you will find. Knocking it will be, you know, when, when he said, ask and you'll get it. Seeking you, the same way you seek silver. Remember that if you go to Luke, Luke chapter two, verse uh, 52 Watch what it says about Jesus. It says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature. Here we go talking about wisdom, growing in wisdom. We're reading about the book of wisdom. Look what it says about Jesus. He grew in wisdom and in stature. Now watch this. And in favor with God and man. And here's Solomon talking about what? Growing in wisdom, right? And doing what? Growing in favor with God and man, the same way Jesus grew in favor with God and man. Solomon is saying that if you are loyal and you are kind, that you too, the same way Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and grew in what? In in, in favor with, with man and with God, that we too, loyalty and kindness We'll grow. We'll, we'll have you what finding favor, Charmaine, a uh, favor, Charles, with what both God and people, and you will earn a what good reputation. Now we get to the only scripture in Proverbs everybody reads: Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you the path to take. There is no need for me to spend time on that because we preach it all the time. Y'all already know, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, <laughs> not to your own understanding. But here's where we go. You see, watch this, verse seven. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Woo! Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have what? Healing for your body and strength for your bones. Verse nine. And again, the thing I love for, for about Proverbs, you could literally read through the book. And anything that jumps out to you, you can write down one verse, two verses at a time, put them on, on, on a mirror, put them on your dashboard in your car, or read through them on your index cards and put them in your Bible. And, they, and they're, they're quick, like we said, quick, wise sayings, and they aren't all meant to tie together. You get a few verses that do, then we jump to a different thought. Here's a different thought. Here we go. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Here we go. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. Understand this. He's not saying if you want your barns to overflow with, because this is how we teach it. If y'all want y'all barns to overflow with grain and y'all want y'all vats to overflow with good wine, if y'all want all this stuff, then what you need to do is honor the Lord with your wealth. No, that's intention. So my intention is not verse 10. My result is verse 10. The, 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 my intention is not to get that stuff. That's the result of what? My, my intention is to what? 
honor the Lord with my wealth and with the best part of everything I produce. I want to honor the Lord with the best of my talents. I want to honor the Lord with the best of my ability. I want to honor the Lord with the best of my income. And watch this. I'm not, and I know me, we don't, we don't do offering. We, and listen, impacts, imp, the, the money that is given to impact has gone up every single year. Last year was a ridiculous year. And this year, I think it's going to be <laughs> another ridiculous year. But here's the thing. We don't even have offering. I don't sit here and, and beat people up about 10%. We don't even take a special offering. We just say, hey, here's what we do in the community. If you want to give, cool. If not, fine. And we're not going to argue about 10%. Here's what we do. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Now, here's the, if, 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 if the 10, if the 10% number is the number God has put on your heart, or is the number, listen, because I'm also not going to say anything that's going to cause you to stumble. But it, so if the number 10% is going to cause you not to give nothing, don't give nothing. Give $5, give $3, give whatever. But all we're saying is honor the Lord with what you have. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the best part of everything you produce. By the way, which is, isn't always giving money. Like if you have a car, this is what, let, let me tell you something. Man, Mike, Mike Hackley shows up here. Every other Sunday at nine o'clock. And look, he lives in New Carrollton. We live in Silver Spring. He drives up the Beltway, packs his truck with the stuff that Impact is serving the homeless, then drives down to the homeless and then helps unpack, serves it all up. And, and, and when and in the cold months, he gets the little hot water thing. He puts hot water into it. Then he brings the hot and he, he's already bringing the hot stuff. Right. And there are times we have socks in there. I'll keep it and, and, and have it in the truck. He comes up here and he picks it because he is honoring the Lord with that nice Hyundai Sonata or uh, SUV that the Lord has blessed him with. And, and there, look, and there was I remember when we talked about neither. And then Nisi came up here and, did it and said, hey, I'm gonna go down. We can put some stuff in my truck, too. Then, listen, honoring the Lord with the things that he has giving them honoring the lord with their wealth it's not sometimes it's your time if your work schedule allows you to have some time and you say you know i want to honor the lord with my time i'm going to help people with this i help somebody do this and you, so you can honor the lord with the with your wealth watch this and with the best part of everything you produce and then it says and then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine the intent is to honor the lord and he will make sure that everything else all right let's move to, to, to verse 11 um my child don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. Okay. Cause the Lord will correct us and God has a way of correcting us and he corrects everyone differently. You know, like, like when God is correcting me, it's, it, you know, it, for some, you know, uh, he, he can be nurturing and kind and soft, but with me, it's a lot of strict talk. It's a lot of, come on, did you know better? Like get yourself, no, it's, it, but, that, but that's how I receive it. But I can't reject it when the Lord disciplines me and I can't be upset. Watch this when he corrects you. Well, actually, watch this because here's the wisdom for the Lord corrects those he loves. And so if that correction wasn't coming, then something's wrong. It says, but the Lord corrects those he loves. Now, here's also the wisdom in that God loves everybody and his correction comes to all because he loves us all. It says, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. And so look, God what corrects, but he loves it for God. So what love the world that he gave Jesus. And so if he loved the world enough to give Jesus, he loves us all enough to uh, correct us. Let's not reject the discipline and let's not be upset when he corrects us. It's just as a father corrects a child in whom he uh, delights. It says, joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver 
and her wages are better than gold. We see that. You see people who are unwise and get a lot of money. It could be an athlete. It could be a lottery winner. And what happens? They get the money, but they're stupid. And so they waste it all. And then, you know, I mean, it happens all the time. It's about wisdom. What? More profitable than silver. Wages are more profitable. Go watch this. Wisdom is more profitable, is more precious than rubies. Nothing you can desire can compare with her. She offers you what? Long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths and uh, all her ways are what? Satisfying wisdom. Here he is telling you about pursue it, pursue it. And again, it's interesting how he is talking to them about how wonderful wisdom is and using material wealth because for ages, people understood the value of material wealth. And he says it's, it's, it's more viable than gold. It's more viable than silver. And he, the people uh, tend to understand that uh, when he puts it that way. Verse 18, wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. By wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding, he created the heavens. Isn't it fun? So watch this. Well, let me keep going and then I'll stop. By his knowledge, the deep fountains of the earth's birth forth and the dew settles beneath the sky. So this sounds like the verse that says, for by faith, the work doesn't, but by faith, does, and by faith, such and such. But he's, but now here's Solomon in all his wisdom, wisdom given by God is saying, for by wisdom, the Lord. And so we love using the verse that says, well, by faith, this was created by faith. God spoke name by faith. God said, and so we'll do all that, but we're not quick to quote this verse when it says, well, by wisdom, the Lord founded the earth by understanding he created the heavens by his knowledge the deep because we love doing the faith because then we can turn it into if i just believe or say then i can have but then what is it wisdom tell, talks uh, talks to us about what who to be around who not to be around what paths to go down real practical says that the wise choices will be a god because it puts applying that wisdom puts the onus on us almost in a way that we can kind of escape if we just leave it to faith. But when we look at this verse, he says, what? By wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding, he created the heavens. By his knowledge, the deep fountains of the earth birth, earth birth force. The dew settles beneath the night sky. My child, don't lose sight. Here we go again, of common sense and discernment that God hang on to them for they will what? Refresh your soul. Common, the God has given us the ability to think and to reason. Listen, if we couldn't think and reason, then there's no reason to go after wisdom or knowledge because it doesn't mean anything. If we didn't have the ability to ration and use this common sense and use discernment and be able to tell, he says, but look, don't lose sight of common sense. Don't lose sight of discernment. It says, hang on to them because they will what? Refresh your soul. Listen, sometimes we are faced with a situation and inside we know what to do. That's our common sense. That's our discernment. And when you decide to follow what your instinct is telling you, what God has already told you, what is already in you from common sense. I don't know if you have experienced it, but you feel almost like a weight lifted off your shoulder. Something that is super simple. Like for me, so so radio stations I work for tomorrow, WGTS, they're doing um, like a staff kind of worship thing tomorrow. And they were wondering if I could play the keyboard for it. And I was like, well, what are the songs? Like, Like tomorrow? You know what I mean? And so it's like, you know, what is it? And inside common sense and discernment told me, tell them, no, I'm not doing it tomorrow. I don't, I, I don't have time to learn uh, three songs. I'm not going to cut. I, I, I still have to work. I work here. I got to get up in the morning. I got to host a show. I got to fill in for somebody on the morning. Like I'm not doing it. In the minute I followed my common sense and said, I, I don't have the time 
and it's last minute. I'm not, I, I'm not doing it. No, nope, won't be able to do it. Okay. And as soon as I use that, what did I feel? Refreshed. I felt like, okay, that cloud is gone. That weight of trying to please someone or that weight of trying to do it or that weight of trying to get everything done for everybody finally lifted because I did what? Use common sense and it what? Refreshed my soul. They are like jewels on a necklace. They keep you safe. Oh, that's right, Crystal, that piece. They what? They keep you safe on your way. Now, again, remember, uh, here he is talking about safety, the safety that comes with wisdom and the safety that comes with wise, cho- wise choices. They keep you safe on your way and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. Here we go. That's right. That's right. Uh, NLT says common sense, New King James uh, Version. And I think King James Version also uh, says sound wisdom. Um, uh, 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 and, I, and thank you, Crystal. Um, because believe it or not, there, there are biblical, there are, I want, there aren't biblical teachings. There are people who, there, there are pastors and teachers who will teach against common sense, which is crazy to me. So I'm like, well, when your shoe, shoes were untied, uh, you decided to tie your shoes. That's common sense. Like you, you operate in common sense every day. But anyway, um, uh, let's see. It says you can go what to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep what soundly. You need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. Watch this. For the Lord is your security. We're just reading the Bible, people. Some of us need to write that verse down right there. For the Lord is my security. Listen, when, when, when you start to feel uneasy in your spirit, and there's, listen, I don't care if you have to record your own voice saying it and then put it on repeat and put your earbuds in and listen to it over and over and over and over again. And like say this to yourself. I love the fact that we read the Bible because now you can write down some of these verses and just repeat this stuff to yourself. When you feel anxious, you can say, I will not watch this. I will, I, I, uh, I will be safe on my way. My feet will not stumble. I can go to bed without fear. I will lie down and sleep soundly. I will not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is my, I see you, my, is my security. He will keep my foot from being caught in the trap. Let's go. He will keep, listen, I can't speak for everybody, but he will keep my foot from being caught in the trap. Do not withhold good from those who deserve. Now, here we go. A totally different thought. I love this about Proverbs. It's a totally different thought. It says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say I'll come back tomorrow and then I'll help. This is impact stuff. This is impact stuff. If you can do it, don't say somebody needs help. Well, let me have a church meeting. Let me talk to the uh, outreach committee. Then let me talk to the money committee. Then let me talk to the, the committee of elders. And then let's hold a thing. And then let's see if we can give you $35. Like, no, if you can do it, do it. Don't say we'll come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. If you can do it, uh, uh, don't plot harm against your neighbor for those who live nearby trusts you. Don't pick a fight without reason when no one has done harm. But here's what I like. Watch this. Don't plot harm against your neighbor for those who live by trust you. What's funny is you can learn a lot about who you can trust by the way they talk about someone, you know, you know what I mean? If I, and watch this. You Crystal can learn a lot about me by coming around me and seeing how I talk about Mike. And Chris, and then I say, Crystal, let's become best friends. Well, why? Because all I do is hear you talk trash about Charmaine and Mike behind their back. So why do I want to be friends with you? Don't plot harm against your neighbor because those who live nearby you trust you. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. 
Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his what? Friendship to the godly. The Lord curses the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the upright. You want, listen, watch this. You want pastor to come to your new home and you want me to put oil all over your doors and then put oil on your forehead. And then you want me to vacuum the stairs with the holy vacuum and then do all the, all the things, you know, touch the doors. That's fine. But if you want the Lord to bless your house, here's what, here's what the book of wisdom said. He blesses the home of the upright, the upright and your home will be blessed. Okay. I'll still come by and I'll touch the doors and I'll do everything you want me to do. I've done it before. I've done virtual home blessings. I will do it. Even if your home's not new and you're like, you know what? I still want you to come by and do it. I'll do it. But, but, but I'm also going to read Proverbs 3.33. The Lord curses the house of the wicked, but he, but he, he blesses the home of the upright. The Lord mock mockers, but is gracious to the humble. As a matter of fact, the last home, um, uh, dedication that I did. I made the person who wanted me to come do it. I made them, you speak the words over your house. You ask for the blessing. Like, I mean, I'm, I can do it now, but you, you do it. You, you, you touch your doors. You know, what did Jesus say to the, say, well, by you, you know, your faith that made it is you, you do it. You speak it. You say it. You know what I mean? Um, and by the way, he blesses the home of the upright. The wise inherit honor, but fools are put to shame. All right. So we'll stop there. Uh, don't forget, we are not serving the homes this upcoming Sunday. Um, we will be back on the Zoom call uh, on uh, Wednesday uh, to continue in Proverbs. So I'll pray. And if anybody has anything they want to share, feel free to unmute and we'll go right in. Let's pray.